The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet is what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, get $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford. I am in Newcastle-upon-Tyne in the northeast of England. Um, today is Monday, November the 7th, uh, and we are here for a little bit of MLB chat to review the World Series, uh, to review some of the picks we made at the start of the season, our divisional picks, uh, in doing so, we'll touch on a lot of the teams, see where we think um, the teams and ourselves went right or wrong. And we might even take a few um, dart throws at some 2023 World Series picks as well, because it's never too early. Um, we've got an entire squad tonight, everyone. The entire rotation has rolled out. Uh, first of all, uh, hometown Houston Astros. Uh, he's been showing us his 2017 uh, ring. Someone someone must have mistaken for Jose Altuve somewhere along the line. Uh, Mr. <laughs> Munaf Manji. Munaf, how are you doing? Doing well. The city's buzzing. I know we had the parade this afternoon uh, in downtown. So a lot of excitement. Uh, obviously, Astros pulled it off. But yeah, it felt good that they got the job done on Saturday night uh, because Alex Bregman broke his finger uh, in that game six, sliding at the second base. But yeah, uh, it's been a lot of fun over the past couple of days in the city. You know, people going to all the academies and trying to buy the championship gear. And obviously the parade had, I think, well over a million people there today. So, yeah, it's exciting times right now in the city. Yeah, so it was the, like leading up over, over the weekend, leading up to the games, was, the, was there a good buzz? I mean, I don't know what it's like. Obviously, when I go to a match in Newcastle, if Newcastle are doing well, the, the city's a different place, absolute yeah. different place. You'll talk to strangers at the bus stop, you know, you'll just be... We just be chatting with everyone, everyone you see. Is that what it was like over the weekend? It really was. Um, I think after game five, people kind of had the feeling that we were going to close it out on Saturday. And, you know, people that were able to attend the game, great. They got to attend the game, see everything in person. But, you know, as soon as Jordan Alvarez hit that home run, a lot of people started fleeing to the to downtown where Minute Maid Park is. And and just kind of enjoying each other's companies and the fans, and it was it was all over the news. Obviously, through the night, um, it, it, was, it was it's buzzing because right now the only good team in Houston is the Astros. I mean, <laughs> Texans we know aren't very good. Same thing with the Rockets; they're going through. Um, it's a young roster for both of those teams, but this Astros team, uh, the the city rallied behind it. Um, and it was, you know, the whole cheating thing that came about in 2017. So they kind of embraced the villainy of, you know. Uh, us against the world mentality but you know i think for not only national media but fans i respect the game they saw that this astros team legitimately won this championship because they have just so much uber talent on this team and i think that was on full display not only during the regular season like we talked about guys but also throughout the postseason where they really didn't run into any trouble i know the phillies got out um they came back in game one stole that game but there was never a sense of panic for the Astros uh, going into this World Series and, and and even when they were trailing. But, you know, they pulled it off and, you know, they're champions once again. 
Yeah, there was quite a lot of uh, underdog action that happened all the way through these playoffs, but you never got the sense that Houston were going to fall victim to that. We used the word control a lot when we talked about Houston. And Moist, apart, yeah. apart from me, the game that they lost where Philly hit all the homers and that part of a game where Philly launched the rally, Houston kind of had them at arm's length, even though it was close. So uh, Noah Benick is here. Good evening, Noah. Um, how did you um, watch Saturday night? Did you enjoy it? Do you think the right team won? Uh, I mean, I'm not going to say whether like the right team or not won. All I'm going to say is <laughs> why uh, no? That's why I asked the, you. <laughs> you know the you know the prediction of Houston and six came true. Uh, for Dylan and I, shout out Dylan for mentioning that in the uh, pregame podcast for Game Six. Um, you know, for me, it was really Houston's bullpen was locked down throughout the entire postseason and really the entire year. They gave up two earned runs in the postseason. That's just crazy. Um, and did I enjoy the season ending? No. Um, <laughs> now we got four months without baseball. College baseball starts up in February. Also, a, one major reason why, um, you know, enjoyment wasn't really at an all-time high for me as the season came to a close. Your boy came in second. I tied for first within – Oh, Yeah. You know what contest? The contest. We both had 255 points. He just picked the closer number to the total wow. in this series. So shout out to the chats sharp. He, uh, you know, tied me and beat me on the total amount of hits for the series. Yeah, we'll get to that in a minute because he's pretty much been the uh, fifth. The fifth member of the team here yeah. all season. Uh, so we, in the we'll chat get, again. Yeah, we'll get to our fourth wheel here, uh, Dylan. Um, as well as Noah, you cashed the Astros in six. You got that one over the line. Me and Moonaf were a little bit more ambitious. We went Astros in five. But yourself and Noah went Astros in six. So I think you had a decent World Series all in all, didn't you? Yeah, after a very cold postseason, the only thing really I was getting was just back in the Guardians and the uh, Mariners. But other than that, wasn't really seeing the postseason well, but it was nice to get that. I think we got it at plus 300 or something, Noah and I. So, uh, yeah, nice to hit that. Um, and I honestly thought it was an entertaining World Series. I mean, two great fan bases, the back and forth in the early games. You know, Philly gets up, but there's not really a sense of panic going on. They've been there. They've done that. Then on top of that, you all had the controversy with Mat Matrix Mac, chance to win $75 <laughs> million. You know everyone likes to fade him. He just doesn't have good uh, luck when that comes that, down to that stuff. But great pitching on both sides. I think I alluded to it last pod with the Phillies bullpen. I was kind of impressed by them, but they wound up getting outmatched. A combined no hit uh, for the Astros in game four. And I think the story of the uh, not even just the World Series, the postseason, insane performance by Jeremy Pena from the rookie. Yeah. Uh, and I, I know a lot, uh, no, uh, not Noah, uh, Munoff mentioned it. I know a lot of people were rooting against Astros because of the whole cheating scandal, but they didn't cheat this time. You can't say anything now. So, and, and to be honest, I'm really happy for Dusty Baker. All those games, and then he finally wins one. So, very happy for him. I hope he, he's enjoying it right now. Yeah, so while we while no, I just touched on the contest, then um, like I say, pretty much the uh, the fifth member of our team all season here, uh, Captain Sino, who was in the chat uh, again tonight, has put the hard yards in. Um, he's I think he's probably put more hours in the Dylan this season. I'll be honest with you. Um, 
Damn. Only joking, Dylan. <laughs> that was just a joke. <laughs> Chill out. Uh, and I was just going to... Um, hey, so congratulations to Insano with the contest. And I was just going to ask Moonaf what Insano now needs to do to claim the prize. But Moonaf has just disappeared. Just email. Email SGP. There you go. Talk, we talked about it in the Discord because, you know, Insano is just... Oh, okay. Sharp, so. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, yeah, yeah, Insano was congratulating Dylan. Dylan hasn't been back in the DFS contest. I actually know how that, uh, our game six DFS lineups went hey, okay. I had, down, right? Yeah, I had uh, Jordan as my skipper. Um, I played him in a uh, in a cash game as well and won a few dollars. Uh, so that, that worked out okay. I'm and retiring. I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt. I'm retiring champion. 1-0, <laughs> done. And I did take Noah's advice yesterday. I did do DFS in football way easier. Way yeah. easier. Oh, okay. And did you win anything? No, I didn't really win. But it was way I mean, easier a to set people, a lineup. Like, yeah. yeah, there's so yeah. much more people. And, you know, baseball, I just had the – I had you guys. You guys helped me. So we'll split it. <laughs> Yeah, when, when when the regular season starts, Dylan, and there's a full slate of games yeah. in, in baseball, obviously that's a bit easier than the old showdown so, captain. So we're on video, by the way, and I'm looking at my picks and just a little behind the scenes. I was out on a limb on this one pick. Um, it's not highlighted green. It's highlighted gray. And it's because, sorry, uh, you did not fill it out. I would have had Oh, right. no. Yeah, I would have had that pick right. (laughs) You've got to be kidding me. Oh, well, it was was destined to be. Yeah, looks like you didn't get an answer in time. Better luck next round. It was will a team get shut out. I was on the shutout there. So it's only my fault on that. Damn. Um, Yeah, so Moonaf's disappeared momentarily. No idea where he's got to, as he mentioned in the chat. (laughs) He's a buffoon. Yeah. (laughs) Um, okay, so Moonaf's disappeared ever so briefly. Um, so yeah, we said we touch on uh, just some of our our futures uh, for the World Series and the division while he's the gone. divisional winners. It'll be a little while, I think. It might be alright. Um, so yeah, I, I took the Yankees, which everybody laughed at. Uh, Paul season got a good run, got a good they run out the with them. Season, yeah, they did. Went down pretty much semi final <laughs> time. Uh, Moonaf had the Blue Jays to take on. The Dodgers, the Blue Jays never really got anywhere near. And Noah, you had the Dodgers against the Chicago White Sox. Um, the White Sox. You were all over the White Sox preseason, and, and um, I don't think Dylan, you put a you put a postseason pickup. I actually listened to the the very first show we did, all four of us, at the um, start of the season, um, when we got everyone's best divisional bets and things like that. But the funniest thing about the whole show was we obviously weren't comfortable enough with each other. Um, so we were all being really nice to each other and polite. And that just hasn't <laughs> lasted now. Eight months later, <laughs> it's just a series of people calling each other dickheads and stuff. It's got a bit Lord of the Flies. Because that first show, everyone was being all um, just pussyfooting around each other, being all very nice to each other. So we put a stop to that pretty quickly. Um, in terms of divisional winners, uh, we didn't. Again, didn't cover ourselves in glory. I took three out of six, but it was all the favourites. It was the Dodgers, it was the Astros, it was the Yankees. Um, and the rest of you all took two out of six. Moonaf did okay because he took the Cardinals, and that was a plus price, pl- um, plus 360, I think. We all jumped um, on that wagon mid-season. That was fun. Yes, that was absolutely one of our best bets. But then if we're going to have a look um, at some of our 
divisional pick. So we'll start with yourself, Moonaf, and this will take us to um, a lot of the um, a lot of the teams we can touch on here because some of yours were inspired, Moonaf, and some of them were terrible. Well, in fact, that just goes for absolutely everybody. The top two here: you faded the Yankees, you went under, which is fair enough. But then you had a um, you had an under on the Cleveland Guardians, which was a spectacularly uh, poor take. And uh, the Guardians surprised. You were the only one who picked up to go under. Um, but I, I thought I was on them too. Maybe the, not. no, I haven't got you down as Cleveland. Yours is just uh, and actually, yeah. Or no, maybe yours is I've, just as bad. I yeah, don't worry. White Sox. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So it's like, don't worry, I'm going to get to you. Here. Yeah, you're yeah, yeah, you're coming. Your time, <laughs> you'll get to your turn in the barrel in a minute, mate. Um, and you had the Miami over, so that was wrong. But the three you got correct were the A's under, Cincinnati under, and the Dodgers over. So you went three for six, but um, just a couple of those to touch on, Moon. After, take, talk us a little bit through what Cleveland did this year. Because we were, when we were the only ones, when they reached the postseason, they released that little childish video of anyone who'd ever faded them. And they, they were potentially in shambles at the start of the season. There was talk about J-Ram leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were looking at, I mean, I think the number was 76. You took the under and they ended up winning that division in a canter, relatively speaking. Yeah, look, um, for me, for the Cleveland Guardians, when we were previewing the, the divisions is I wasn't sold on their pitching uh, coming into the season because it was a lot of, you know, Cal Quantrill who didn't have a good season previous to this year. Um, you know, Shane Bieber, I think, was injured at the beginning of the season, if I'm not mistaken, for this team. Um, and it was just a bunch of guys I didn't trust. And then it was also like the uh, the offense I wasn't sold on. I think that was more so for me that they weren't going to be able to score enough runs. We all thought, or at least I thought at the beginning of the season, that uh, Jose Ramirez was going to get traded. And I think like a couple of days before the season, these signs that extension with uh, Cleveland. Uh, to stay there with the Guardians. Uh, but it was a lot of, you know, Ahmad Rosario. It was Andres Jimenez. It was Miles Straw, Josh Nyler. I just wasn't sold Steven on. Steven Kwan did great things, didn't he, when we weren't expecting him to really. Yeah. So, look, I, I, and I admitted it throughout the season. I was completely wrong about this team. And, um, but I think the other thing that I kind of, obviously in hindsight now is that, that division was just just so bad this year, right? Yeah. I mean, I think I was high on the Tigers coming into this year. So at some point, somebody was going to have to win the, win those games, not only in the division, but, you know, be the division winner. And I think Minnesota, we were – I think we were higher on. The Chicago White Sox, we were really high on. Um, at least I was. I know Noah was as well. But, you know, with the whole Tony La Russa debacle there. Um, but, yeah, give credit to Cleveland. They won 92 games. They won the division comfortably within that final month of the season. And, you know, unfortunately for them, they just weren't able to score enough runs in the playoffs. Uh, but this team is going to be good again next season. And I think that's something that we'll probably have to look out for when we do the division previews next year. Yeah, absolutely. Was great um, in the draft, too. They got three really good guys in the first and second round that I loved out of college. Go ahead, yeah. Malcolm. Um, yeah, so we'll move across to Noah. Now, your, your best divisional picks only went two and six, as it happens. Um, the two you got right were the Dodgers on the over and Auckland under. Uh, so the same as Moonaf's winners there. Um, the four you got wrong um, were Miami over, the Brewers over, um, the Yankees under, which everyone seemed to be on except myself. And the one team I'm going to ask you about, 
uh, was the Detroit Tigers over. That's the one I said was just as bad as Munaf's Cleveland pick. Um, because the Tigers, pick. it was a homer pick. But it, let's it, be honest, as much as everyone was against Cleveland, yeah. every all the same people were all on Detroit. Detroit They'd yeah. made a lot of sexy signings. Uh, the, the arms that had pitched really well in the season before were going to come good. And then they never even, they never got started. after Even after, what was it, after 50 games or whatever it was, you said, this is when they're going to go. And yeah. they never went. They just, they never got out of first gear all year. No, two years in a row, they started off the year like nine and 26. And I was like, well, this year is when they, or this time of the year is when they turned it on in 2021. And they just never hit that second gear. And what happened was really, you know, Mize goes down, Tommy John. Uh, Tarek Skubal goes down with a little bit of an elbow injury. This team started the most amount of starting pitchers throughout the season. Uh, there was like 17 different starters that they used. And honestly, that wasn't even the damn issue. Like our offense didn't hit. Um, that was the biggest thing. It was like historically bad. Um, the way this offseason is going to work, you know, we fired Al Avila, who's the general manager here for probably the last, I think it was eight years off the top of my head, maybe six years since 2016 when we started the rebuild. But um, Scott Harris now in the uh, head honcho chair, and this roster is going to look completely different from the way it looks right now. You have on the 40-man right now, 10 guys are injured that need to get put onto it. You also have uh, six guys in the minors that need to get put on the 40-man or they are going to get waived. This team's going to look very different. There's going to be either 16 guys from the 40-man that are going to get taken off. That's the max. Uh, obviously, I'm exaggerating, but literally, like this team's going to look a lot different. And Chafin's gone. I didn't really like the Javi Baez signing. That wasn't the reason why I took the Tigers over. I just really thought that with the progression that we're making and the A.J. Hinch at the helm, he would have led the team to a little bit of a better result. But that was not the case, and I'm not high on the Tigers at all for next season either because their number one and number two pitchers aren't going to be healthy at the beginning of the year. So, yeah, uh, very, very low times here for Detroit Tigers fans. Yeah, it's, it certainly doesn't look like it's going to be a quick fix there for Detroit because the problems ran, I think, a little bit deeper than maybe just one or two injuries. Uh, like I say, they just um, they just never got going at all. Uh, Dylan, you were the, by far the most successful in our divisional picks. You went four and six, uh, decent effort. Um, your two losers were the overs on the Red Sox and the overs on the Brewers, but you hit on uh, Kansas City under... You took Seattle to make the playoffs at plus 180. Um, you took Washington under, and the one that got you over the line was a half a game winner, Dylan. Um, you yes. squeezed in with the San Diego Padres under. Yeah. By the um, way, by he half went, a, Malcolm, he went four and two, right? Four of six, not four yes. and six. Yeah, okay. Yeah, sorry. That's, that Apologies. confused me. I know, he's, yeah. he went through it the whole time. I was like... Dylan won, right? <laughs> Do you know what you what you awful people have done to me is that my <laughs> my English is now becoming so hybrid American that I'll That's start. Great. It's not. It starts saying things like four oh four two oh four six with the pinky up. It's not proper. It, when we were um, when we were doing DFS last, um, I've started seeing 
like 4,600 instead of 4,600. So I'll be talking, I've been trying to buy a new van recently and instead of mileage, how many miles did I say 7,300? You want to know how you are American? You bought a fire stick. Oh yeah, I suppose. And then the other thing, 300 instead of seven. Yeah. Well you all, yeah. And then more sense. I said to Bob last week, there was a, there was a match on the Friday night and he hadn't set his fantasy team. So I said to Bob, oh, Bob, you have to set your fantasy team. There's EPL tonight. And I have never said EPL in my life. It's just prem. There's football. There's football tonight. And I said EPL. Like, uh, um, yeah, oh, the bots are in the chat. Shout out to the sex bots in the chat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a big hello to all concerned there. Um, hey, I so, think yeah, it is a compliment that we're big enough to get some bots in the chat, you know? Yeah, so you've Americanized me anyway. Um, so you went four, four, six. Is that right? No, four and two. Four, four out of six, just say that. Yeah, four out of six. He hit a sure. uh, six, 66%. 66%. Or, yeah, or four and two. <laughs> Hashtag maths. Maths with an S on the end, because that's how maths you say it. We're already in off-season form. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, the San Diego Padres, Dylan, half a game under was the one that got you over the line and got you that four out of six record. Um the team I'm going to ask you about, uh, Dylan, is Seattle because you were you were hot on them and yeah. they eventually made the playoffs. It, it, they came with a bit of a late rattle. It looked really good actually and didn't do badly in the playoffs. They gave Houston a little scare. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Seattle look like they've got things in place. We just talked about Detroit who look like they've got a lot of work to do. Seattle look like they're ready to kick on again. Yeah, I think they're just a few years away. Uh, I think we were all honest, like Astros were the clearly the better team. They were going to win it, but I think they're a few years away. I love the pitching. I think them signing Luis Castillo says, hey, we're, we're fighting for it now. Within the next few years, we're going to be right there. They go out and sign Jesse Winker in the offseason. He was all right. Kyle Raleigh was all right. Uh, Julio Rodriguez is a stud. Robbie Ray, he had a down year from winning the Cy Young. Ty France was good. J.P. Crawford. I, I really like this team. Their uh, bullpen's really good. So I, I'm re- I'm going to continue to be high on them. But uh, yeah, I, I think one of the one of the weirdest ones were actually the Brewers for me. Like I, I just didn't understand. I really thought we were going to see a big year from them from their pitching staff. But I think Malcolm, you were actually the first pro- person to point it out that. They're just not a good hitting team, man. And, and it showed. I, I don't understand trading or closer. when the Freddie team... Peralta also wasn't a big factor all year either. Exactly. So it, it was just a very confusing year for the Brewers. I never got a good read on them. And I think, not, I'm not even going to lie, like the last two months, I just stayed away from their games. It's really weird with with the with myself and the Brewers because you're right. I did it started. I put them on the naughty step in like late June, early August for a while. And the, the other. Um, they had a little run again. I don't know how it came about. I watched them for about a fortnight. There must have been like, a, a, they had a run of games that were in my time zone, like early games. So I was watching them and that was just purely by the eye test. I watched them and they never looked like stringing any sort of offense together. Like they had a couple of, a couple of nights where uh, William Thomas would hit one out or something like but they just never looked like they were going to ever get it together. So that was more of a, of a eye test and a good handicapping thing in it. And it proved to come through. And that was a big thing in us um, absolutely smashing the daylights out the Cardinals as well uh, from mid-season onwards. So, yeah, interesting one there. Um, I went three for six. Um, I 
flopped on the overs for the Twins, the Angels and the Cubs. No comment on the Cubs. Um, and I hit I got, um, on the Orioles, the Diamondbacks and the Phillies. Uh, so, yeah, 50% record for me. Um, the It was the two kind of bum teams I was quite impressed with, really, the Orioles and the Diamondbacks. The Orioles covered the spread by... 20 plus games Two and <laughs> yeah, yeah we, yeah, we got that over the line in uh, first week in August or something. Great but by the way. They, they were good. Um, the Orioles, I don't know how sustainable it is. They've got some good young players. Cedric Mullins had a good season. Uh, whole game that Teo did okay. And then the pitcher was great as well. They've got the, um, oh, who's the pitcher who got Tommy John to come back? Means, John Means. John Means. John Means, yeah. Um, also, I mentioned Adley, too. Adley was up there for a rookie. Adley came up, was absolutely great. Uh, Santander is a good player. One of my favorite players currently in MLB, the uh, Felix Bautista, yeah. uh, who took the closest job. He's just a right creature. He's a right big bit of equipment, but he, uh, he looks a lot of fun. So I was pleased with the Orioles pick. And then the Diamondbacks as well. I think the Diamondbacks are sneaky good, you know. Um, their pitching rotation was ridiculous. Some of the numbers they put up, uh, really for what were a basement club, um, were, were eye-catching. And they've got some rookies coming up next season if they can hit the ground running, uh, the Diamondbacks. And then I don't really know how I managed to get the Phillies over the line because they were kind of off everybody's radar until the last two weeks of the season when they when they scraped into the playoffs and then uh, the rest is history. So yeah, three and six for myself, three and six for Munaf. Um, a miserable two for Noah. And Dylan takes down the divisional series. Uh, three and six. I'm still saying it. You know what I mean. Four, four, six. Um, Let's jump into the player props. Come on. <laughs> we're not doing the player props tonight. Player props are next time. Oh, um, unfortunately. Uh, hey, face, Malcolm. <laughs> no. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do, do one more lap of the room in a minute. Um and ask everyone uh, about another team because I need to know some things off you all. Um, I'm going to tell you about WinBet first, though. Um, if you're ready to win money and boost your odds, WinBet is the place to do it. Live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisa, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. Bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Win rewards on WinBet. Be on the lookout for the WinBet Win Hour Thursdays, 5 till 6 p.m. Eastern. Uh, marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet, which gives you that bigger payout opportunity. So loads of great promos, odds, payouts all the time at WinBet. You can receive that special offer, Bet100, Win100. Um, go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet to claim your free bet. That is sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. T's and C's at winbet.com. Must be 21 old and present the state where playthrough win is available. If you have someone who has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And don't forget the SGPN merch store. Get your holiday shopping done at the SGPN merch store. Um, those terrible Christmas jumpers uh, are in stock, so you get yourself one of them. If you use the code Dallas Sucks. Um, you get 10% off as well. So what's not to like about that? Sportsgamblingpodcast.com, promo code Dallas Sucks. Um, so yeah, no, I don't play a props next time. But like I say, I'm gonna, I want, I'd am i like to go around the room because uh, there's teams I'd like to ask everyone about. Yeah, firstly, uh, Moonaf, you need to tell us a little bit about the Boston Red Sox. Uh, they are your team. Um, don't pull that figure. I think there's a lot Aren't of Boston Red Sox fans pulling, 
pulling that. Um, they're selling uh, Liverpool. They they put Liverpool up for sale today. But yeah, um, what there was only one sighting of the Boston Red Sox here. Actually, Dylan took the over. That was one of his two misses on the Red Sox. But uh, another team whose season never ever got started. They were never competitive, Munaf, and it was a surprise. There's a lot of question marks for this team than answers right now. I saw that Alexander Bogarts opted out of his deal. He's looking to secure his bag. Um, I don't know if the sale of Liverpool maybe is bringing more money for the Red Sox to spend because it's the same ownership group. Um, I don't know, but it's it. Yeah, this season was it was subpar. I think that's a nice way to put it. Look, look Chris Sale, the whole debacle with Chris, Chris Sale. And the pitching was an issue all season long. Uh, I mean, we saw they were just getting drummed by the division this season. And I think that outside of the division, this team was was pretty good. But if you just take a look at their division uh, record uh, this season, I have the standings here in front of me. They were, let's see, they were 26-50 and 50 against the AL East division this season. Wow. Against the AL Central, they were 18-15. and 15. Against the West, they were 25-8. and eight. Interleague, they were 9-11. and 11. So if you know, even if they played 500 baseball in that in their own division, they would have been a playoff team, I think, or at least gotten into the wild card. But you know, it, it was really the pitching. Nathan Evaldi missed time. We know the story about Chris Sale. Uh, Michael Walker had a pretty good season for this team, but there's there's more questions about what's going to happen with this team. I think J, I don't think JD Martinez is going to be back with this team. You signed that big contract for Trevor Story. He was injured a lot of this, a lot of the year where he only played 94 games. Uh, Rafael Devers should be paid by this team. Hopefully, he will be because he's by far their best player. Um, and again, the bullpen was an issue as well. So the bigger concern right now for this Red Sox team is going to be shoring up this pitching rotation and the bullpen. And I think that if they're able to address those issues, hopefully, you get a healthy Chris Sale back to start the next season as your ace pitcher. Because of number one, the trade that you made from the prospect that you did give up, but also the money that you're paying him as well uh, to be your ace pitcher. So um, I think those are the concerns right now for the Red Sox. And right now, the owner is just being cheap. That's just what it is. I mean, if you want a more X-rated version, maybe we can get Boston Capper on <laughs> during the offseason when we talk <laughs> about the Red Sox, um, and he'll tell you what it is. But I think that we're in both agreement right now that this the quality of this team is just not there, but we're used to seeing when they were you know, winning championships and and being in the playoffs and making a run. Yeah, okay, Moonaf. Good stuff. They might have a few quid to spend if they sell Liverpool. Yeah, uh, and that's exactly that might be something tied together. Yeah, so um, they've been selling, oh, they're talking about selling shares, which is something to, with like the marketing and stuff like that. So they, they could be raising a few a few dollars that way. Um, Noah, we're gonna, we'll stay in the murkier depths of MLB. Um, if you thought it was depressing telling us about the Tigers, um, you oh, can God. tell us about the Pittsburgh Pirates. <laughs> oh, my God. O'Neill <laughs> Cruz, and I'll hand it over. <laughs> O'Neill Cruz and the Cabrian Hayes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, oh, I, I, I've really just – my two teams are in the depths of despair. <laughs> I was not high on the Pirates coming into the season, I'll tell you that. But – the pitching staff did not help at all. <laughs> we didn't, I mean, the starting and the starting staff was not uh, there. <laughs> JT Brubaker was like the one glimpse of light that the whole pitching staff really had. Then they, uh, they had David Bednar closing down games. He could be promising moving forward. Uh, if they don't trade him, 
Um, but yeah, I mean, this team is really Brian Hayes. Brian Reynolds had a terrible, terrible season. Uh, um, there's yeah. not much to look forward to. So that's that's what I have off the top of my head on the Pirates. <laughs> Sorry, I feel like I crushed your spirit there. No, I apologize for that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Moonaf enjoyed it though, so that's some- I did not. Um, just- I did. <laughs> Face. It's just terrible, Malcolm. It's just <laughs> terrible. It's 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 an awful brand of baseball right now. And the, the worst part about it, it's in a beautiful park, and it's just yeah. a, such a shitty team. I mean, if you were going to take a punt on next season's number for Pittsburgh, because this it's could be historically, is it fifty-seven? I don't know. Probably we'll taking probably the like under six. Yeah, it's uh yeah, it's not going to be very high anyway. Um, no. I mean, Detroit's cut- going to be right there too. Like, I don't expect them to be over 70 either. Yeah. Uh, we'll move across to Dylan. You know who I'm going to ask you about, Dylan, because the season ended um, and you sounded as depressed as Noah was as there. As Noah, uh, yeah. Yeah. But now the dust has settled, I think the New York Mets have got a little bit more to look forward to uh, than Noah and the Pittsburgh Pirates. So tell us, how, how are the Mets going to go going forward? They could spend a lot of money, I think, this uh, this winter. Yeah, I think so too. We saw it already uh, securing our closer up, the biggest closer deal in franchise or in just league history. But yeah, the gap between the Mets and the Pittsburgh Pirates is the Grand Canyon right now, I would say. Um, the Mets 10 to 1 for next season. I got to lock that in. We're, we're, Uncle Stevie's going to win us, a, uh, buy us a World Series. So I, I think there's rumblings about us getting Trey Turner. Hopefully we do that. Honestly, Jacob DeGrom, I don't think he's going to come back. He opted out today. Uh, might go to the Rangers, might go to the Braves, wants to stay home. Um, and I heard it's, it's all about the media. He went from about six to 10 reporters a night to, you know how it is in New York. You got 25, 30 reporters a night, and he doesn't like that. But uh, Mets, yeah, they got a lot to do. Bullpen, Adam Adovino, uh, he's a free agent. Uh, Bassett's going to be gone. Maybe we go out and sign maybe a guy like Tim Anderson from the Dodgers. Maybe go get Justin Verlander. He's a free agent. I don't know. I think uh, – look with that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, but I think when, when uh, Steve Cohen just writes a blank check, whatever you want, I think some people are going to come. Uh, I, th- I really hope we sign Brandon Nimmo, to be honest. That's, I think that's going to be a big signing for us. Uh, hopefully we get Mark Canna back. And uh, I, I look forward to it. I think the Mets are going to be really good next year. I think they'll be right there again with the Braves to win the division. Hopefully we just don't choke it away. So, yeah, good season for the Mets. Uh, awful the way it ended. But I, I think we ended it just like the way the Braves and the Dodgers. Three 100-plus team wins, and we all just win one game in the first round. So it kind of sucks that the Phillies got there, but I think the Mets are very close. Uh, okay, so one more topic of conversation and we can wrap up this little first half of our season review. Um, 2023 World Series champs, um, Moonaf, have you had a chance to have a look around the market and uh, where did your eyes fall? Anything that uh, jumped off the page for you? I think we've, what we've kind of seen over the past two years, uh, or even three years, is that pitching is what really wins you the title. Uh, We saw that with the Astros this past season. We saw that with the Atlanta Braves last year where they had just an absolute killer bullpen. Um, And I think those are the teams that you kind of want to look out for. Uh, Right now, for me, it's I I think the big sexy pick is going to be the Mariners just because 
at sitting at 19 to one, what they've kind of started constructing their roster, which was about two seasons ago, right? Um, when they brought in guys like Adam Frazier and things like that, but it really took another step this past season where they really shored up their pitching rotation, right? They brought in Robbie Ray, who didn't pitch up to expectation. He did, I think, have a better uh, second half of the year, but you also brought in Luis Castillo. You like locked him down. Uh, Chris Flexen, uh, Logan Gilbert. That's a pretty solid rotation when you have those four guys. And then obviously the emergence of J-Rod for the Seattle Mariners, and hopefully they're able to get a couple more bats into that lineup uh, this upcoming season. So, Mariners at 19 to 1, they're intriguing to me. I think the other team probably is the Cardinals for me at 22 to 1. Uh, when you still have guys like Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldschmidt, which is probably going to win the NL MVP this year. The concern is, I think Adam Wainwright is coming back for another year. I know they were talking about his retirement, but um, I, I think that they'll go out and make some moves just to get some pitching in there at the top of that rotation. You do should get Jack Flaherty back healthy. Going into spring training next year, hopefully he can return to form again, and hopefully they're able to go out and get another uh, top of the line pitcher. So I think those are the two teams that kind of stick out to me. It was the Mariners at nineteen to one, and the St. Louis Cardinals at twenty-two to one. Okay, you get a bit of twenty-five to one on my local book, Moonaf. If you want to wear seventy-five dollars, I can stick that on. Get the extra three points for you, uh, Noah. Um, what takes your fancy? Anything uh, with yeah. the bigger prices? My pick was the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, really, we were high on this team this year. Um, I was never sold on them winning the World Series, but for the future, this team looks like they're built because, I mean, Andrew Neiser right there at catcher behind uh, Yadi Molina. Um, and then at first base, you have Paul Goldschmidt already. Uh, Albert Pujols and Molina are on the way out. Really, it, it, it was a nice, like, final uh, lap around the sun for both of those guys, but this team is ready to, like, do damage next year because you have Juan Yapez also, like, like the second coming of Albert Pujols. This rotation is going to go, you know, hopefully Jack, uh, Jack Flaherty gets back into ace form, and then you have Jordan Montgomery, Adam Wainwright, Miles Michaelis, Matthew Liberator. Those are five really stud arms. Uh, Goldschmidt, Brendan Donovan was amazing this year. Tommy Edmond also great paul DeYoung, hopefully he figures something out tyler o'neill also kind of needs to like i mean <laughs> the classic sayings hit the weight room but that guy's already jacked so he just needs to figure out a swing um the bullpen was great ryan helsley and giovanni mm-hmm. gallegos uh pitched out of their minds and then when you have jordan hicks who's like your third option who's chucking 104 it's it's a nice mix that the cardinals have going and I would I would say Braves, but that's like an easy cop out answer. There's not a ton of value here. Like freaking like six months before the uh, season begins, or five months before the season begins. Um, a, a sleeper team <laughs> to keep an eye on, and maybe if uh, you want to get down early on some win totals, is the Texas Rangers. Um, really yeah. like some of the pitching yeah. that is coming up through their farm system. You have the duo of Jack Leiter and Kumar Rocker from Vanderbilt. And also Josh Young appeared in the MLB over the year. Owen White could be ready come this year. But just look at this team and you have 
uh, a lot of money to spend and you've seen that their ownership is willing to spend it because in in the offseason last year they went and got Marcus Semyon and Corey Seager two of the highest priced middle infielders uh, to build their team around for the next few years you also have Adolis Garcia, Leotis, Leoti, Tavares and I mean Nathaniel Lowe has been all right and Jonah Heim at catcher along with Sam Huff I mean this team is built to win with a few free agent acquisitions that are pitchers. I hear they're in the market for uh, Clayton Kershaw. That's his hometown. Um, also, just a, a couple other big-name pitchers that are in the running for it. But I, I think the Texas Rangers are ready to win uh, sometime soon, hopefully next year. Well, you are you making noises there, Moon, off about your hometown Texas Rangers? Uh, I just don't think they're good. Uh, I mean, there's no better way to put it. I'm not sold on their pitching just yet. <laughs> I like a um, lot of what they're what's coming up. Yeah, what's coming up. But I think for maybe a, another maybe two or three years, I think that's when this team will be good. And right now, the Astros just own this team, especially in that division. I know we're talking about World Series futures here, but um, from what Noah said, like coming in from their farm system and guys coming up, sure. But I think I still need to see that kind of develop over the next couple of years before I can uh, put them in that conversation of World Series for next year. Malcolm and I were talking about this a lot. And for some reason, it was always Malcolm and I when it came up on the pod. They lost a ton of one and two run ball games this year. Yeah, um, I, I look for that. Like also, it's kind of like you know one of the football things. You lose the one score games, and next year you can expect that luck to somewhat flip your way. I think you can add a few wins to the squad and jump on an early number before they make a big splash in the free agent market. No, there you go, um, Dylan. Uh, I tell you, what, Captain Sanos put the Blue Jays. I think they're going to be the other pick with Seattle, aren't they? I think everyone's going to, when it comes to touting time, uh, next spring training, you're going to see Toronto and Seattle. Blue Jays kind of were the big pick this year, too. Yeah, they were the big sexy pick coming in this year. But again, for them, it was, again, health, and it was pitching for them as well, their starting rotation, um, even the bullpen as well. But um, I think that's another team that needs another ace, uh, a top frontline guy. I don't think Rayu is the answer there. They have Alec Manoa. Uh, Rob Stripling was great as well. Kevin Gosman, well. Gosman uh, and Stripling, yeah, yeah. I think good. they, I think they have to get one more, like maybe a solid number two guy behind those guys. I think, yeah, then they could probably make a run. But I think for them, health was a big issue this year, Malcolm. And Jose Barrios has to figure something out. Yeah, yeah, true story. Uh, Dylan, um, are you going to say anything that's not the New York Mets? True story. I love it. Um, no, obviously Mets number one at 10 to one. Uh, other than that, though, 20 to one Seattle Mariners. Um, I, I think they're a few years away uh, and 40 to one Cleveland Guardians. I'm high on them. Uh, I just love their pitching. I think they're one pitcher away from maybe having I, we'll see how the Mets do, but being having the best uh, starting five. You got Shane Bieber leading it. My boy, Cal Quantrill. Um, Trincy McKenzie. And I think if you add a guy like, I don't know, maybe like Carlos Rodon, who's a free agent, 
think they could be very scary. Stephen Kwan, Jose Ramirez signed that big uh, deal. Andre Jimenez is really good. I, I love everything about this team. They they play good defense. They have a great bullpen. And with the Mariners, I, I went through it already. They're a young team, too, that has the pitching. And you saw it in the playoffs. Even when they got down all those runs, they never quit their team, uh, that team. And both of these teams are very well coached as well. So I, I like those two for, like, long shots, a little more uh, – a little better odds at uh, ten to one. I like the Mets, just obviously. For obviously. Cleveland could use a star, but they're never willing to pay up in the market. Yeah. Um, the big thing that I think Cleveland could get um, that would do them wonders is a power batter too. You don't even need to spend up; just go out and yeah. get Joey Gallo. Like that oh. guy is at a career low, and he can offer a ton of power for you. What about a guy like Daniel Volgerback? Yeah. yeah, him too. Just what are you laughing power. at? You, you guys power. You uh, Vogelbach is more of a first baseman or a DH. <laughs> Joey Gallo can play anywhere for you, anywhere but in the I outfield, first base, third base. Better than Gallo. Joey have, Gallo can't hit above one seventy. Well, that's what I'm saying. You take a shot on Gallo because he's not going to off like he's not going to demand that much of a price. He's at a career low right now. I think Gallo is a perfect fit for that Guardians team. He's good defensively too, or he used to be. Okay, so well, I've got a pick here, and actually, the the team I picked kind of uh, in the image of the Cleveland Guardians, um, a little bit. I've gone right down. I've got a seventy-five to one shot here. Uh, hold boys. on, can we guess first before you say what it is going to be? Oh, we're going to do this again. Yeah, yeah. Well, no he's looking going, then. He's going I, down. Okay, I'm not looking. I know. I, I think I have I two teams. Come on, I, then. One's going to be the Marlins. No, and the others. I don't think yeah. Marlins or probably the- I have the Diamondbacks. I think yeah, I have with. Diamondbacks. Yeah, too, or the, the Rockies. Um, give me your Arizona Diamondbacks. I do Malcolm really well. <laughs> Let's go. Um, funny, like you, you both just there uh, talking about Cleveland because Cleveland were a huge price. Um, absolute afterthoughts uh, coming into the season. Now, part of the problem the, Di- the Diamondbacks have are. Um, the LA Dodgers and the San Diego Padres and the San Francisco Giants. I think you can put a kind of a line through. You just named that is a part one division. <laughs> yeah, but that, that didn't stop Philly this year, though, did it? Do you know what I mean? They, they had Toronto and everybody else. Um, so I, I think you can put a line through the Giants. Now, obviously the D-backs. I know it's a bit of a speculative long. So I think they're. I think they're going to be good. Um, they were kind of sneaky good this time round, but I think they could be genuinely. Uh, genuinely decent next season. Uh, Zach Gallen and Merrill Kelly, we talked about how um, really very impressive their numbers were. Zach Gallen, what did he finish? ERA of 254 on the season. He's a beast. Corey, he had an uh, incredible amount of wins as well. And Merrill Kelly pitched really well. They had a couple of young lads come up, Ryan Nelson and Dre Jameson um, pitched really well. And then their lineup, like I say, it just kind of mirrors this Cleveland Guardians lineup in terms of Decent batting average. A lot of bits and bobs players. We haven't had a bits and bobs sighting tonight, but Dalton Varshaw was great. Um, then you've got Jake McCarthy who hit for average, but not much power. Josh Rojas, who did exactly the same thing. Uh, they were good on the base paths. Corbin Carroll um, is 22-year-old lefty. So He's going to come up. Yeah, absolutely could be the keystone player uh, for that lineup. So if they make one or two signs, if Christian Walker can do something similar 
than he did this year. 36 home runs. So yeah, they're not a million miles away. Um, I'm obviously putting them up slightly speculatively. Uh, it's 75 film, but I think they um, they'll feature into a lot of my a lot of my picks um, when it comes to when it comes to getting things together for the new season. So uh, give yeah, give me the D backs there. I was kind of going to throw out the Mets as my second one, but hey, you always take the piss out of me uh, for being a closet Mets fan. And then when Noah said, I think if they lose to Grom. And then maybe Scherzer another year. I mean, will Scherzer be back next yeah. year? Yeah. yeah. He's under a two-year contract, three-year contract. Two. I think it was, I think he signed two uh, prior to this year. So Yeah. Okay. Just one year. Again, you, you just worry about the age behind him. So you just, there might be a little, a little downturn there for the Mets. So I, w- I wouldn't want the Mets uh, nine to one anyway. You'd maybe want a bit of 16 to one, something about the Mets. But uh, Diamondbacks at 75 to one. And there's not really an awful lot that blows my skirt up apart from that. So, yeah, I'll stick with the D-backs. Um, anybody and, I else? Mean, that's yes, promising, one. too, because Cattell Marte, like, completely under the radar. He didn't hear much from him at all this season. I expect a bounce-back year from him, too. So there you go. So I think I've convinced everyone that the D-backs are the 2023 <laughs> World <laughs> Champions. There you go. <laughs> um, has anybody got anything they want to tell the ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, before we crack on with the rest of our lives? If you want to hear about Noah's success stories, tune in to the player prop episode because that's where most of my success came from. <laughs> Fair enough. Moonaf? No, nothing else. I know we'll be back after they announce all the uh, awards for this season, Cy Young, MVP, Rookie of the Year, all that good stuff. So, uh, we'll be back periodically throughout the off season, and before we know it, <laughs> baseball season is going to be here yep. again. So, uh, yeah, stay tuned uh, for the MLB pod. Uh, short off season, but hey, we'll be around. We're, we're WBC coming up, man. Baseball's coming home. Remember? Yes. Uh, yeah, we'll cover Dylan, that. Dylan, any? Well. going to be wear? Phoenix for Great Britain and USA. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to uh, – well, a couple of injuries and I'll be on the bench, mate, so don't rule it out. Let's go. Lead off. Uh, Dylan, any, any final thoughts? Uh, no, just going to be a quick turnaround. I thought it was a really successful season. Great to be on the paw with you boys. And, uh, yeah, a little break, but we'll be back. World Baseball Classic, the awards, player props for Noah, so we'll be good. I think it was a great season, and now we're both all comfortable where we could call each other names. I love it. Yeah, I'm pleased we got to that part. That was important. Um, this- Fox, Dawson. I do have one question for Malcolm. Malcolm, how are you planning to play center forward for Liverpool and then also being on coming off the bench for Great Britain at the same time? <laughs> yeah, me and Moonaf earlier on discussed putting a package together to buy Liverpool off the Fenway Sports Group. But I said I would only buy it if I was allowed to A, run them into the ground, or B, play center forward for them. Uh, and Moonaf didn't take me up my head. I could do a job, Moonaf. Def- is he putting up most of the money, though, right, Malcolm? Yeah, he's putting Moonaf up money. Is, yeah. No, Malcolm's putting up 80%. Right, riding uh, the bench for Great Britain's WBC team must be fun because you get to pick Jazz Chisholm's brain. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna sell a couple of wings off here of the house, Moonaf. Uh, yeah, and that go. should that Just should break that enough. wall behind you. Some cash will fall out. Oh, that's that should be enough. It is. It's right behind you. It's in the wall. Um, <laughs> you have a Honus Wagner card in the basement. Two weeks tonight. Um, at this time in two weeks, we would just be the end of the fourth World Cup game of the day. Uh, so that's incredibly exciting. Oh, I'm far too excited to watch. Um, Qatar v Ecuador, which is a game that no one should ever be excited about watching. Yeah, but that's the opening game, uh, which was two weeks yesterday. Yeah, USA play um, two weeks today. 
Um, they play they Wales, play England. That's the only game that I'm probably yeah, going to yeah, win. For. I just hope Nothing. we ruin your hopes and dreams. That's I, I couldn't care less. Um, are you in England? No, you don't care. No, nah, it doesn't bother me. I, t- I took a conscious decision a while ago that I already had one team that were ruining my life in Newcastle. So there was no in that second uh, because I end up depressed like you talking about Detroit and Pittsburgh. Uh, yeah. So I just stuck to one terrible team in my life. I kept the other one out of it. It's a good decision. So yeah, keep your eyes peeled for all the World Cup stuff. Um, when the baseball player awards and stuff is sorted out, we're going to come back with the second half um, of a season review. So um, be sure to listen to that when you get a chance. Thanks everyone for uh, joining in. Congratulations again to Captain Encino on taking down the contest. Thank you, Munaf. Thank you, Noah. Thank you, Dylan. Uh, Keep your eyes peeled for part two. Uh, But until then, we'll see you down the road. Cheers.